Lucky Land Casino asking people what's the weirdest place you've gotten lucky? Lucky? In line at the deli, I guess? Aha, in my dentist's office. More than once, actually. Do I have to say? Yes, you do. In the car before my kids' PTA meeting. Really? Yes. Excuse me, what's the weirdest place you've gotten lucky? I never win and tell. Well, there you have it. You can get lucky anywhere, playing at LuckyLandSlots.com. Play for free right now. Are you feeling lucky? No purchase necessary. Voidware prohibited by law. 18 plus. Terms and conditions apply. See website for details. Blog Talk Radio. What's up, everybody? It's 8 o'clock, and you know what time it is. It's time for my show, The Mecca James Show. Yo, this is Green Global World. My name is Miguel, and you are watching The Mecca James Show. It's your boy, Kels, and you listen to The Mecca James Show. I'm Michael Strahan, and you're watching The Mecca James Show. Hi, I'm Melissa DeSoto. Please listen to The Mecca James Show. What's up? It's George Wilborn, and you're you're checking out The Mecca James Show, and I'll tell you something. Hey, hey, people, this is Egypt from the radio, from TV, EgyptSaysSo.com, and you are now listening to the Mecca James Show. That's my girl. up everybody it's eight o'clock and you already know what time it is it is time for my show the mecca james show i give you fashion politics relationships and everything in between but tonight people we have a serious serious topic we got what's going on black lives matter we're talking about sandra bland here 
Um, if you've been on the Rock, this incident has been all over the news, newspapers, magazines, Instagram, social media, and so much more. You know I'm going to play some music. I have some Miguel. I have some Wale. You know I have to play Marvin Gaye. But before I get into that, follow me on Instagram, Mecca James, Mecca from Uptown on, on Twitter. Follow me. Tell me what you think about this. Have you heard about the Sandra Bland case? Have you had any excessive force with a police officer? Let us know about it. You can call up at 347-857-4866. Again, the number is 347-857-4866. You know, I just want to thank everybody for listening, everybody that's always coming back every Tuesday. This Tuesday is my last show for the summer. I'm going on hiatus until September. You know, I have to have time to relax, regroup, work on websites, and do so much more. But I had to. It was my obligation to do a show about Sandra Bland. Um, In my personal opinion, I'm tired of doing the What's Going On shows because, number one, I had to do one on Eric Gardner, Mike Brown, um, uh, gray, um, so many more that it seems like every other week there's some type of excessive force with someone that is non, that is non-Caucasian, and then they end up dying or something happens to them physically that they can barely walk or they're very harmed. So we're going to talk about this. We're going to go on both sides. I would love for any attorneys to call in on the show. I would also love for anybody that um, um, any activists. All people, anytime that you have so many incidents that's happening over time, we talked about the Confederate flag in South Carolina. It's just so much going on right now. But you know, this is the Mecca James Show, and you know I'm going to give you the music, and I'm going to give you Marvin Gaye. What's going on? Because this song right here was from the 70s, but it has so much meaning to right now with Mike Brown and so many more. So we're going to give you Marvin Gaye. What's going on? It's the Mecca James Show, everybody. Brother, brother, there's far too many of you dying. You know we've got to find a way to bring some love here today. Father, father, we don't need to escalate. You see, war is not the end. For only love can conquer hate. You know we've got to find a way to bring some love and kiss here today. Pick it black and pick it fast. Don't punish me with brutality. Talk to me so you can see. Oh, what's going on? 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 Oh, what's going on?
was Marvin Gaye, What's Going On? And you know that that song was made in the 70s, but it is so relevant right now. In case you've been under a rock, this is the Mecca James Show, and you know I give you fashion, politics, and everything in between. And tonight we have an incident, another incident, and I was telling a lot of people that I'm so damn tired of doing these Black Lives Matter shows. I have to hashtag. I'm tired of every other week there's a hashtag, rest in peace, Mike Brown, Eric Gardner. There's so many people. When will this end? So today's show, what's going on, Black Lives Matter, because, you know, I talk about what's going on in life right now. You know, it's not all about celebrities, it's about real issues. So we're going to discuss Sandra Bland. Um, This incident is crazy. In case you've been under a rock, Sandra Bland, African-American woman, 28 years old, from Chicago. Chicago. Um, She came by, she had her dream job, and she went down to move down to Texas, which a lot of people can relate to. You know, you have to go different states and If it was her dream job, that's what she wanted to do. Apparently, July 10th, Sandra Bland was pulled over for a minor traffic violation. You know, she failed to signal when switching a lane. Okay, when sometimes that happens, not everybody do it, but sometimes you're switching lanes and you you forgot to put you on your signal light. It happens. Now, what happened here? When I looked at the dashboard, and I want all the people that's in the chat room as well, this officer, Officer Brian Encinia, he was not in back of Sandra Bland. This is the evidence that I'm looking at. I've looked on social media. I've looked in um, the Wower County in Texas. When he pulled her over, he actually speed up the process to be behind her. 
So when you see the dash can, you see Miss Bland, she's crossing over to give them the courtesy because sometimes, you know, when you see police officers and they're driving fast, they're trying to get to a, a, a case or arrest somebody or, you know, get on their way. So she switches over. This is when it escalates. Sandra Bland was pulled over for, fine, for the traffic light, but what happens now is a little bit different. You know, he talks to her. He said he told her, you know, her name, whatever the case may be. She said she felt a little agitated because, you know, she felt aggravated because why is she being stopped? She kept asking, why am I being arrested? The officer said, you're, being, you're going to be arrested. And she said, why? Now, we counted on that tape. Fourteen times she asked, why was she being arrested? And she was never given an answer. Typically, when a cop pulls you over in a situation like this, sometimes they let you go and sometimes they give you a summons. Most of the times they give you a summons. But to go through a traffic light, to be in jail for three days, and then she was pronounced dead due to committing suicide, hanging herself. This is unheard of. This right here is unheard of because, the officer literally almost tried to pull her out of the car and said, you are going to be arrested. And she said, you cannot touch me. I didn't do anything wrong. So he said, with his stun gun, I will light you up. And she said, all of this for effing um, traffic light, for failure to signal, this does not make sense to me. Then she gets pulled to the ground because if you see her, she's talking. She said, you're pull, you, you hitting my head against the ground, and I have epilepsy. And the officer said, and you see the news, he said so, or he said good, my bad. He said good. This is crazy. This is absolutely crazy. What do you think about the incident about Sandra Bland? Should he just gave her a summons? Was it excessive force? It does not make sense on failing to signal, going to a state for your dream job. Three days later, you are dead, and the coroners say it was you hung yourself because you committed suicide. There are a lot of things going on in this case that I just don't understand. I don't understand. Do you think it would have been different if it was a Caucasian person? Do you think it would have been different if a lot of people said, you know, she was very compatible? Combative, like maybe she should have just put the cigarette out. But technically, you have rights. If she's in her car and she was not arrested, why does she have to put her cigarette out? Now, a lot of people would say, you know, due to the fact that she's in the out, she's from an outside state. She she has um, outside plates, you know, from another state. Sometimes they pull you over, especially if you're black or Latino or anything like that. If you're from a different state, cops will try to pull you over. A lot of people say she, should have, she shouldn't have an attitude. Okay, but let's say she did have an attitude, but now she's dead. Does that make any sense just because she had an attitude that now she's dead? We have so many holes in this case. It just does not make sense. And I just want to know, like, I'm just, I don't understand. Me and my, a friend of mine was talking, and they were saying that, you know, since President Obama has became president in this last year. It just seems like so many black people and brown people are being killed by police officers, and police officers are walking away. It does not make sense. 
And I'm not saying that black that all lives does not matter, but we're focusing on black lives because evidently we're not equal in this race. We're not equal right now. So we're just focusing on black lives. All lives do matter, but we're not talking about all lives right now. We're talking about black lives. Let me know how you feel about the Sandra Brand case. Do you feel like the cops did excessive force? Do you feel like... Was there anything she could have did differently that she would have been alive today? I mean, there's someone else that said something to me. They was like, Mecca, no one read her her Miranda rights. That is a mandatory. So we're going to talk about some of the laws that the officer broke as well because we've got people in the chat room. And, you know, I want to give you some music because, you know, it's the Mecca James show and this is how we do. So we're going to give you an oldie but goodie. And I wish that some artist today will focus on not beefing with Malik, Mick Mills and Drake and all this other stuff and focus on writing some issues like this group did back in the 90s. Public enemy fight the power. Let's go. 
how I feel about America right now. It's a love-hate thing. It's more hate for different races than love, in my opinion. But what's going on, Black Lives Matter? We're talking about Sandra Bland, and we got some people in the chat room. Sean is in the t- chat room from Kentucky. What's up, Sean? Sean said... He said he loves his shows. Thank you for tuning in. Thank you for all the people in the chat room that rock with me all the time. I get frustrated because when I have celebrities on the show, it's like everybody wants to talk about reality shows and reality this and reality that. But when you have interesting, I believe it's interesting issues and topics, people are afraid to call in or they just, you know, are just not in tune to what's going on. But thank you for Kentucky for calling in actually in the chat room, rather, he wanted to say that there are a lot of holes in this case, and one being that Sandra Bland did not, was not, she did not, she was not written her Miranda rights. So they did not read her Miranda rights to her. I apologize about that. So people that don't know, if you're in custody and you're about to be arrested, they have to say you have a right, you have, you're going you have a right to remain silent. Anything that we'll say will be used against you in a court of law, blah, 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 blah. You have a right to an attorney. Now, Sandra Bland did say, I am call, going to call my attorney. But there was a lot of violations within this traffic light that was supposed to go, that was escalated. You know, she wasn't read, she didn't get her Miranda rights read to her. You know, she was, it was excessive force because he tried to pull her outside of the car. He also threatened her with the stun gun. Now he pulls her to the ground. She hits her head. We don't really see exactly what's going on, but she's verbally telling you what's going on inside. Now she gets arrested for the traffic light, but not because of the traffic light, because this this officer, Brian Insinia, said that she resisted arrest, that, you know, she she yanked away from him, so this is why she was arrested. She was taken into custody based on assault. And Sinia said his words, well, I will light you up, which is crazy because you, you're you not really supposed to threaten someone. But I don't know what they do in Texas. You know, police officers around, they have the code in blue now. We have good cops. Don't get me wrong. We do. But there are a lot of people using that blue badge, and they're just going using excessive force. Now she's in jail. And the circulation of her mugshot. And you've seen the mugshot. She's in the orange jumpsuit. Um, details say Sandra Bland was almost six feet tall. She looked very tall in there. I'm about 5'8". So she looks maybe hypothetically 5'8", 5'9". She's tall. What the details in the mugshot says that will have you just, oh, my God, this is a little bit crazy from what they say. Sandra Bland was dead in her mugshot. And these are the reasons why people consider her that she was dead in her mugshot. Number one, she was lifeless in her eyes. Number two, Sandra Bland was laying down. Reason being that she had locks in her hair. And when you, and if you have locks in your hair and you're lying down, your locks are pushed back. If you were standing up and you were doing a mugshot, her locks would have been hanging down. Even if you pushed them back, some of them would be hanging down. Another thing is there is no side mugshot of Sandra Bland. Now, they say that they just circulated a mugshot side pose of Sandra Bland, but it is so blurry that you don't know if it's a man or a woman. You can't really even see the face. 
So why is the um, Texas County even putting that out? I have no idea. Number three, they said that she hung herself. Now, if you hung, if she hung herself, because they said that you know she was very suicidal. If she came into the 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 um cell suicidal, wouldn't she be on suicide watch? Why didn't they put Sandra Bland on suicide watch if she was suicidal? The record showed that she had no indication of being suicidal. Now I went to Sandra Bland's um, media pages. She's she's on Facebook. She was on Instagram, Twitter, and she was very active. You know, just like people in their twenties and thirties. You know what we do? We put things out there. This was a person that was very. Um, she was an activist, very aware, very proud of being African-American, ready to fight justice because that's what she was going to do when she ha- took the position in Texas. I just feel like it's just a lot of things going on in this case. And now we have another video of Sandra Bland, and they said she was alive in the jail. She was alive in the jail. So the the media, I guess the police department is trying to say, you know, they're trying to get clear that, no, she was not dead in the mugshot. But I believe this picture, she is not alive in this mugshot. I can't know for sure, but because of all these details, it just does not make sense. Her shoulders are leaned back. If you are leaning on the wall and you see the mugshots of the Wawa County in Texas, most of them have on their clothes, their street clothes. If you go to their website, they have on their street clothes in their pictures. Why does Sandra Bland have on an orange mugshot? Why does she have on an orange jumpsuit and a mugshot? She was not, she, she didn't even, this is just sad. It's just very sad to see. And another thing they were saying is that her nose, most of her selfies in the social media, you cannot see through her nostrils. In this picture, you see through her nostrils. So I don't understand what's going on. I mean, I just felt like this whole thing escalated so far. It was utterly ridiculous. What do you think? We got Tommy from Chicago. Oh, okay, Chi-Town in the house. That is the birthplace of Sandra Bland. He is in the chat room. And he said, I believe that she was alive in the mugshot. It could it be that she was just very frustrated and at the whole situation and this is her look giving the mugshot. This could be this could be a possibility, but I just don't know. I don't know. It just seems like she is lifeless. And I'm not saying lifeless is the way she looked, lifeless in her eyes. But we don't know as yet. There's a lot of videos that's coming out. There's a lot of speculation on this thing. But I will tell you this, people, on the Mecca James show, this young woman that was 28 years old should not, should be alive. She shouldn't be dead. She should be alive. No matter if she didn't put her cigarette out, if she switched lanes and she didn't um, signal, she should be alive. What should have happened, she should have got a summons. The police officer should have went on his merry way. She paid the summons, and that's it, and she started her job. All of this escalation for uh, not a failure to signal is unbelievable. And I want to tell you people, because, you know, this is the Mecca James show. I had an incident. I'm driving in my car, you know. I have to go to VA, and 
I, actually, I was in a cab at the time. I had to go to VA to pick up my car. So I go to VA, and the officer says, I mean, and the cab driver said, oh, I said, what hotels are over here? And I said, yeah, I'm going to stay in some of the hotels and blah, blah, blah. Didn't tell him exactly what hotel, just saying, oh, I'm going to, you know, I'm staying in a hotel. He told me literally, do not stay in any hotels in this town. And I didn't even ask why because I already knew what it is. He told me to go back to Richmond, Virginia, which if you know Richmond, Virginia is the city part of Virginia. Um, you know, it's a very mixed um mixed um town, blacks, white, Latinos and et cetera. I was in a suburban town and I was just gonna get a hotel. So in two thousand and fifteen he literally was saying, Do not stay in this town because it's racist. And Sandra Bland could have been any of us. Any of us, how would we deal with a situation like that? Because there's a lot of a lot of people are saying that you know she was combative, she was very she had an attitude. So what? People get attitudes, and we understand that you know when you're dealing in a situation like that, it's good to say yes sir, no sir. But even if you did, what could have happened? Would she still been dead? Look at Eric Gardner. He didn't do anything wrong. He just he said he couldn't breathe, and they still killed him. So it's like you damn if you do, you damn if you don't. What do we do? Can we legalize being African-American, being black? What does it take? We have dash cams. We have cameras, and still they're killing us like nothing, like we don't even matter. I just saw a, a tape. A whole bunch of men from the uh, had Confederate flags. They rode into an African American teen's birthday in Atlanta and called the boy, the children niggas. A bunch of Caucasian men in trucks with Confederate flags. I don't know how did they know about the uh, the party. I don't know, but there's too many of these incidents going on. And I'm telling you, people, I am so tired of doing Black Lives Matter. Rest in peace. Hashtag, we want justice, all of that. It's crazy to me. Why can't we, why can't everyone be equal? I mean, I know that sounds a little corny and a little soft, but why? We want the same things like everybody else. We want to go to school. We want to raise our kids. We want to come home safe. And, you know, of course, there's bad people everywhere. There's bad people everywhere. We know that. But I am tired of doing these shows. We got some people on the line, and I want to ask you, have you ever been in an incident like that? What do you think you could have did different, or did Sandra Bland do anything wrong? It's the Mecca James Show. We have last digits are 5104, 5104. Hello? Mecca, what's up? It's C.O. Hey, what's going on? What's going on? I'm good. Uh, love your show. Keep up the good work. Um it's, it's almost impossible to find a place to start. I know. We it's, we don't want the same things. Blacks and whites don't want the same things, and that becomes that 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 is just painfully obvious. See, yeah. We okay. want to be able to get great jobs, mm-hmm. earn a good living, send our kids to college, you know, go on vacations, visit places. You know, we want to do what they used to consider normal stuff. What they want exactly. to do is continue 
not and I'm not I'm not let me rephrase that. I'm not talking about all white people. Yeah. I'm talking about those at the very top whose influence trickles down to those who have the same lack of power that we do. Mhm. They want to maintain that position. And it's 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 as old as it's as old as our existence in this country. Mm-hmm. The police, the first population of criminals that a police force on this soil ever came across was us and Native Americans. And by the time they actually called themselves police officers, they had practically slaughtered the Native Americans. So we we were the only ones left. And so we were the it was illegal body. to be black. Right. It was illegal to be black in certain parts of town. It was illegal to be black in certain parts of the country. It was illegal to be black and educated. It was illegal to be black and attracted to a white woman. They just It's just dumbed down now. It's just, okay, well, you know, we'll allow certain situations. But the police force, which has been practicing the same situation for a couple of hundred years now, still has remnants and it may not be there the mask has changed because the police are under pressure to turn a profit which the police force was never designed to do it was designed to mm-hmm. protect but they wanted to turn a profit because everything is about politics and money so here you have this situation where at best this officer should have been able to write a ticket that's mm-hmm. a, that's all he should have got out of this was a ticket 35, whatever the charge was going to be, 45 hours. I don't know what they charge in Texas for failing to signal. Let's think about that, failing to signal. This woman ends up dead for failing to hit the lever in her car when she made a lane change or a turn. Meanwhile, we have what? We have the movie theater murderer alive and well. On trial, we have the church massacre murderer alive and awaiting trial. It's just if 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 people don't see the disparity, it's because they don't want to see the disparity. People want to be blind. People want to say America is great. We we've made progress, and they're going to keep throwing Oprah and Obama in our faces. No, because for every for every Oprah. There is several of uh, Sandy. For every Obama, there is several Eric Garners or Trayvon Martins. And when I say several, I mean we're talking hundreds if we're going to put it in a historical context. So the sad thing is that because we have no control over the media, when the media says that racism is it's not, you know, it's not an issue anymore. You know, people who live in, in, in towns like the one you just visited and the cop told you not to get a hotel there, they're going to believe yeah. it. Yeah. Because, yeah. you know, you you were probably in a small minority of blacks in that town on that day. And exactly. people out in the Midwest and in the great Northwest and in, 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 in the mountain areas in the Midwest are going to, they're going to believe it because, hey, listen, outside of the big cities, they don't see us like that. Absolutely. They don't run into us like that. Now, I want to pose a question to you. 
this is something, a question that came up, because sometimes people are scared to call in on things like that. Sandra Bland, she was from Chicago, right? Chicago, big city like New York, New Jersey, L.A., blah, 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 blah. Um, someone told me, do you feel or do you think that she realized where she was at? She was in Texas. Now, this is the, this is the deep south. She's an African-American woman by herself, but she had a very northern mentality. And I, 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 I understood what he was saying, but then again, what do you think about that? Do you think that she should have changed or because she's from, like, New York or New Jersey and things like that, and we, we can be a little bit, um, you know, talk to the cops like that and everything is okay, but first, deep in the South, it's different. What do you think about when someone threw that out, that question out there like that. I'm going to be honest. I'm a New Yorker born and bred, and mm-hmm. I ain't afraid of nothing. The South is a different animal. The South is yeah. a completely different animal. I've Since I've been in Georgia, I've had friends tell me, uh, I went to, quick story, very quick, went to a restaurant okay. about 20 minutes before closing. And, you know, in New York, you get there 20 minutes before the doors close, they got to let you in. Yeah. We get there. There's a police officer inside the lobby. The police officer, the restaurant's closed. I said, no, the restaurant closes at 11. She said, no, the restaurant is closed. And I was about to, not loud, not boisterous, but, you know, but I was going to debate her about policy, about the door, you know, you can't close the door, can't close the kitchen until, you know, whatever Everyone's time out. your sign says it's supposed to close. My friend pulled me away and was like, listen, you're not in New York no more. Mm. She didn't have to say anything else. Now, yeah, was I offended on the inside? Not by my friend, but by the cop. Yeah, the cop was black. That didn't matter. The point was, in the South, far removed from what they consider liberalism. Yes. Far removed from you know, the poisons of all of the lifestyles that are more prevalent in northern cities or on the coasts, things are still, they they still have that feel. Does that mean that she should, that she should have curved her tongue? A lot of people are going to think that. Yeah, a lot of people are going to think she should have watched what she said, you know, and in Texas, Texas is there's the Ooh. South, and then there's Texas. Texans yeah. are Texans before they're even Americans. Absolutely, it's they like, they always. In, mm-hmm. in all honesty, it's almost like how how Brooklynites are in New York. They say they're from Brooklyn, then they say they're from New York. Texas yeah, is the same yeah. way. Where you from? From Texas. Now you've been there, American, but first and foremost, they're from Texas. Texas is just one of the most it's it's one of the it's I would put it right next door to like Mississippi and Alabama. South Carolina as as the dead. I think Mississippi and South Carolina even got Alabama beat. Now Alabama's more famous but I've been in country parts of Mississippi. I've mm-hmm. been in country parts of Alabama and I've been called a nigger in the modern era. Wow. So it's it but what that says what that says about this country and what that says about the state of racism is that what we hear and see on the news is an illusion. 
you know, commercials with the curly-haired mulatto, you know, mixed baby is the illusion so that you won't think that, yeah, there's still places where interracial couples catch hell. You won't think that. They don't want you to think these things anymore. Yet, no matter what, we still don't see ourselves represented anywhere more prominently than sports, music. Entertainment, that type of thing. Right. Which is really sad. We still... We watch the news channels, and except for local stations, where are we? Hmm. Where are we on CNN? Where are we on Fox News? Like two blocks on each channel. Absolutely. I have a question, and I'll let you go because this is interesting, and we continue. I know there's a lot of people in the chat room, but you know you can call up. This is this is radio, people. I have a question to ask you about. it's about um Sandra Bland. Have you ever been in a you said that you was called the N word. Same situation as Sandra Bland. Have you been in a situation like that in the South and tell me anything about it? Have you been through police brutality? That's what I wanted to know. Because it could have happened to any of us. Brutality, no. But um when I attended Alabama State, uh myself and Two of my classmates were walking back to the campus from a party. I went Alabama State as an HBCU in Montgomery, Alabama. Mm-hmm. Uh, we didn't have a car, so we were walking. Mm-hmm. It's probably a two or three mile walk. We walked past. The, we walked through the downtown area, past the hospital, back into the neighborhood where our campus was, which is a quiet neighborhood, and we made it all the way back, literally to within I would have to say sixty yards of my dorm building. When a police car pulls up, canine unit, officer gets out, tells us to stop, put our hands on the car, and uh, we're like, you know, what's the problem? And he says, um, got a complaint uh, that you got. <laughs> I got to laugh every time I say this, but he had a complaint that um, we were making noise by the hospital. Now, from my campus to the hospital is over two miles, and wow. we were walking. So how could and you even hear if there was any so noise? If we were walking, and we were walking, and it was late at night, and it was after a party, so we weren't completely sober. Mm-hmm. So we weren't walking fast. We were probably walking two miles an hour, which means it probably took us an hour, almost an hour and a half to get from the hospital to the campus. Okay. When I tell you that it started with that one cop, and by the time it was over, there were four more police cars and eight more police officers. Campus police came out who knew us. You remember I had locks. I was kind of unique yeah. on campus. The South wasn't, you know, South wasn't into locks when I was down there. And... um so this this whole ordeal lasted at least an hour. The police even yelled at the campus police officers, who in Alabama are state police. But the city of Montgomery police officers yelled at them, and all they did for the entire hour and change was threaten me, uh, saying, oh, you going to jail, because I had a previous uh, incident with the law. So they were telling me I was going to jail. They kept saying that I had to be related to one of my friends because he was also dark-skinned and had uh, dreads. And all of this 
Now, when it ended, they had done they couldn't do anything because they had no proof. They, it was just it was nonsense. But to say that in the South, yeah, we got pulled over for absolutely nothing for walking. Now that same semester, I got robbed at gunpoint. Police oh did not. But walking down the street, you know, one hundred less than a hundred yards from my phone, and over two and a half miles from the quote unquote scene of the crime, when we get pulled over and detained for over an hour, eventually by nine police officers. It's really crazy. It's just like I don't want to. I have other people on the line, but hold on, Fiotis. We're going to definitely talk about that. It's just crazy. It's the Mecca James show, and we extended it a little bit because I, I just want everybody to get their opinions out on Sandra Bland, Black Lives Matter. We're going to go into the next caller. Is thirty eight sixty eight thirty eight sixty eight? You're up next. It's the Mecca James show. Hello. Hello, this is a live show, people. My hello, am, am I on? Yes, you're on. Oh, okay. Good evening. I apologize. I had added on mute while I was listening to it. Um, I actually in Texas. And, oh, okay. We have someone that lives in Texas. Tell us about that. This is what's going on. Black Lives Matter. We're talking about Sandra Bland. Do you feel like she committed suicide? Was it murder? Is there anything that she could have did, did differently that was, she would have been alive today? We, we were talking about Theotis, and he's out in Atlanta. And, you know, talk about it. Let's talk about it. How do you feel about the case? The truth of the matter is that the case is really, really scary for me. Uh, I live in mm-hmm. Texas, you know, American, single, walking around. I, I felt when I first moved down here in 2000 that I can kind of – I feel the sense of freedom. I can go out and walk what I want. And I really feel the opposite now. I'm really concerned when I'm by myself at night. That's crazy to be a 37-year-old, 255-pound man, and say I'm literally nervous being outside by myself because I don't know what's going to happen. If I get stopped, if I'm walking, you know, and I like to walk places. I'm from New York originally. Okay. I like to walk and I like to walk back and forth, and I'm, I'm nervous. This, this, this situation is beyond scary for me and beyond real. Um, I don't think she committed suicide. That's, that's my opinion. Um, she seemed very strong in the video, um, in her online chats and the, the, the video she put on Facebook. She seemed like a strong, well-minded individual. I, I didn't see any, anything that would indicate she'd try to take her own life in this situation. Um, if anything, she didn't seem to appreciate the authority figures and I would have thought that kind of person would would follow litigation, maybe a lawsuit, you know, try. Which she probably would have, because she did say, "I'm going, I'm going to take you to court." If you heard, if you heard the video, she told the guy, "I'm glad you're recording this. I'm, I'm going to court with this." Because eventually, right. she was an educated woman, so that's what you do, right? Okay, go ahead. I don't see her saying, "You know what? I'm so frustrated. I'm going to give up and just take my life." That's not. At all, what I what I read, based on what I've seen and my understanding, and just just dealing with with women of strength in general, mm-hmm. I would not let it commit suicide with a trash bag in a cell, in county. Unlikely. To me, so it's just very scary. That's that's mm-hmm. really all I have. To say, scary, and um, 
I, I, I literally, really, I literally go to work, go to church, shop for my food, and try to stay in the house. It's crazy that we, it's like living black or, or Latino or what's, you know, anything of that nature. We live in 2015 and we have to go through this. It seems like a friend of mine told me, and this was just his opinion, he said Obama was in, in office, but it seems like when he got in office, the the rate of minorities being killed by police officer is going up and it's escalating more and more. It seems like white white people are just angry that he's in office and they're just killing us for no reason. I mean, that's his theory, and, you know, you can't really try to debate it because every other week and every other month I have to do these shows and there's another black male being killed by a police officer. Assessive force. It's crazy. Thank you for calling in on this show, Black Lives Matter. I mean, I do not want Miss Bland to just be another hashtag. We have some more callers on the line. Um, caller is 48. No, 5807, you're up next. 5807, you're up next. is the Mecca James Show. Hello. Hey, this is Skyhook. How are you? Hey, how are you doing? What's up? This is my Instagram friend calling in. <laughs> um, hate that I'm calling in for this particular topic, but yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. Um, to go off of what your friend theory was I agree with that I concur completely in fact Mm -hmm. I'll go a step further I feel as though a lot of people who felt in power um feel out of power now because of who is in office and I feel like we're taking the brunt of what they can't do to him exactly um if you know statistically even when he was just running for office in 2008 um, from what I understood at the time, they said the death threat rates had gone up 500% for him. And, and so the they had to have extra. Of increased guns went up as well. People were buying more mm-hmm. guns. It's crazy. Mm-hmm. And, um, you know, just waiting for him to do all these crazy things that you would have never heard anybody, it would have never, ever been said that any other president in history no one would have been fearful of that. You know, well, what's the difference between him and them? You know what the difference is. And we know as far as what's going on right now, um, the instances, I think it's twofold. I think, number one, because of social media, especially black Twitter, we're finding out things that we that would have happened before but would have been sweeped under the rug on a local level, and we wouldn't have found those things out. You know, we didn't yeah. have the means to find these things out before, number one. But number two, I think these instances are going up. Um, and we, when you think about who's been running Department of Justice, mm. it's been people of color. Yeah. This is crazy. Yeah. This is happening under the the supreme being as far as Department of Justice. They they both have been African American. So if they don't care about that, if that doesn't deter them, please know that you know. I'm not really sure how we can tell somebody. You know, I was in Cleveland over the weekend for a brief moment, and I heard this lady fussing and cussing and carrying on. And talking about, you know, they can kill me, they can kill me. I'm like, that's all good to say in the lobby of the hotel here right now. Mm-hmm. But your family in that moment after you've been killed and people are in the streets and everything, if you're out here yelling, kill me, cop, kill me, I'm not marching for you. I'm be real honest with that. Don't send me to go fund me nothing because you said that's what you wanted. 
that's not what we're talking about. I think people are getting a lot of things conflated. You know what I mean? A lot of people are angry mm-hmm. for, for lots of reasons, and they all should be. I agree with that. But we're trying to get them to stop killing us. Can, can we get to that point? Let's do that. <laughs> Let's get we, to stop killing us. We we don't want to die. Exactly. We don't want to because we, we – it's crazy. Let's talk about Sandra Bland, for instance. Um, we're talking about the mugshot. Obviously, everybody knows that she should have got a summons and she should have walked away. We got that. <laughs> there's circulation, there's speculation, but I think it's true that she was dead it's in her creepy. mugshot. It's How so do creepy you feel and scary. It's creepy. It's scary. They sent me that, you know, as a member of the media. They sent me that early yeah. on. And mm-hmm. I posted it, but at the same time didn't want any part of it. Because if it is true, she has a mother. And that's all yeah. I could think about is her mother looking at this picture again and again and again and wondering, is that light gone in her daughter's eyes? Exactly. Um, are they making points that seem viable? Unfortunately, yeah, they are. And that bugs me out because they want to know about the profile. Why is there no profile shot, too? And and But you know what? They're going to speculate about this forever. Somebody knows something. And I don't know what it's going to take for us to get the real story, but do I think she killed herself? Absolutely not. Nothing in any of those recordings made it seem to me, whether we're talking about the telephone recordings or the, the dash cam, made it seem to me as though um, she was who was she was ready to get it on, was ready Absolutely. for us to find out what was going on. I don't think she meant to kill herself. I don't think that. No, I don't think she killed herself at all. And also we were talking, it, it's just crazy that, um, even on her social media, like her Facebook and her Twitter, she has all of these very positive messages, stuff that we would mm-hmm. retreat about Rico Love and, you know, you know, everybody retreats for everyone, positive stuff. So if she was so suicidal, why didn't they put her on suicide watch? If she's coming in and you're saying that she's suicidal, why didn't they in jail put her on suicide watch? That's, That's required. That's so crazy. Exactly. There's so much craziness going on with that. It just not. It just does not make sense. There's nothing in those telephone calls that said that she's ready to go. She personally, to me, she came in as an activist, as a strong woman, and then now they're saying that there was and knew her, her right system. Exactly. And knew her right and understand that we are already um, scary to them. But sometimes mm-hmm. there is nothing worse than somebody who will tell you all those things that she said and get as, as ratchet in the mouth of some of that stuff that she said and mm-hmm. still know her rights and know what you are and are not allowed to do with her. That education, that's the reason why our grandparents told us knowledge is power. You know what I'm saying? Absolutely. Because Absolutely. that was powerful for her to know you can't do this to me. You cannot say that to me. He, That man, if you hear the um, the cop talking to his superior, he lied throughout about what actually happened. They couldn't afford for her to be alive to tell that story. That's really what I think. Sorry. Mm. Yeah. I yeah. don't know what happened, but that just seems to me like they couldn't afford for her to be alive to tell the story. And I'll let you go on this one. C. Otis in Atlanta was saying something. He's a native New Yorker. He told he said something, and a friend of mine, we were talking about this as well. Being that you're from different, um, you're from a big city, New York, whether it's New York, New Jersey, California, Chicago, we have a right. different liberal mentality. He said 100%. He, he, 
he said he didn't feel like Sandra Bland knew exactly where she was standing when she said no, this. He, no, he was no, that, 100%, 100%. He was and that if you've maybe, never been in that predicament, if you've mm-hmm. never been in that predicament, when you are raised above the Mason-Dixon line, you have a completely different outlook on things. And it nothing infuriates you more than when you go down south and, and that blatant, you know, our racism, racism is a bit different up north. You know what I'm mm-hmm. saying? It's, it's different. They move a little differently. Um, when you go down there, it, it, culture shock, it's 100% a culture shock, and it's in you to resist that. It's in you to speak on it, to say something like, who the hell you think you're talking to type of thing. Absolutely. Whereas down there, they don't. I'm not saying that there are revolutionaries from the South. Of course there are. David Banner will be ready to cuss me out for that. You know what I mean? Yeah, yeah, But at the same time, um, they move differently because they know where they are and how they need to move accordingly. Do you know what I'm saying? Mm -hmm. So we have a tendency to pop off and, and to do things in a way that can't get us killed. Exactly. And he was saying maybe if it was in New Jersey, she probably would have got away that. Or maybe if it was in L.A. or Chicago. But do, did she, he was saying, do you realize she didn't, he didn't think that she really realized where she was standing in Texas, not even in South Carolina or Atlanta. Texas, Texas. is something completely different, completely mm. different. And as much as I love Dallas, as much as I love San Antonio, you know, we always have a good time at South by Southwest and Austin every year. I fear their police, and I mean fear, and I feared mm. them before this year. So now, huh, I question a lot. It's, I question it's crazy. My journey down there now. Mm-hmm. Wow. Have you ever been in an incident like Sandra Brand? I told about my incident um, when I was in Virginia, and I was in a, a suburban area, and the cab driver was taking me to a hotel, and he said, where are you going to live? Where are you going to stay? And I said, over here. He said, no, no. Go back to Richmond and get a hotel. Well, I already knew what he was saying. He was saying that this is races over here, suburbs over here. You don't you don't want to be over here in a hotel over here, even if it is a Holiday Inn. Go back to Richmond where you see blacks, Latinos, white, and it's a, it's a town, urban area, and get mm-hmm. get a hotel. He didn't verbally say that, but I already knew what it was. And this was in 2015. Um. Yes. About uh, a year, two summers ago, um, and and for those who don't know, I'm from Ohio. I am from about 15 minutes, maybe two or three exits away from um, where John Crawford was shot in the Walmart. Um, that oh, is wow. literally maybe it is not five minutes away from the university that I uh, graduated from. Okay. Okay. Um, and. Um, about two summers ago, I w- got a hankering for anybody who's following my Instagram knows I eat 24 hours a day. Uh, <laughs> and I decided I wanted cookies. It's like 2.30. You know, when you're a journalist, whatever, you're up all hours and you're working all hours. I decided I wanted cookies. I wanted to make cookies at like 2 o'clock in the morning. I ran to the Walmart and um, grabbed some ingredients and was on my way back. I got pulled over in the Walmart parking lot, and um, they had me out there the light in my eyes and everything, and I knew I hadn't, you know, done anything improper. I just barely, you know, I hadn't even really pulled out to onto the regular road. I was still literally in the parking lot in front of, like, a Taco Bell or something. And um, they pulled me over, and I asked 
you know, good evening, whatever. I said, why am I being pulled over? And um, he said, you look suspicious. Wow. And I said, suspicious? And he said, yeah, it's late at night. What are you doing out here? And I said, well, there's a store right there. I just left the store. And he said, are you trying to meet up with anybody? And I said, meet up with anybody. And then I realized this guy thinks I'm a hooker. Yeah, meet up. That's the key word. Mm-hmm. So I had he, he's got my ID in his hands, and I'm like, well, no. <laughs> um, as you can see, I live not even a mile away from here. And I do live, and at the time I was in a very affluent neighborhood, okay? okay. One of the mm-hmm. most affluent neighborhoods in the state. Mm-hmm. And um, so his demanding that I must have been over there for drugs or for something else, Wow. Um, and I'm showing, I'm like, sir, you can look. Like, next to me is a bag of chocolate chips <laughs> and some baking powder. I'm about to make cookies. Well, it's 2 o'clock in the morning. I'm like, well, I'm aware, but that doesn't. I'm a I'm a fluffy girl, and fluffy girls enjoy their cookies. It doesn't really matter what time it is. Um, he took my license. He was gone for a while. He was running and checking and checking and checking, and I'm coming up clean because guess what? I haven't done anything wrong. Mm-hmm. So he finally comes back and he's asking me more questions that are inappropriate. You know, um, how long have I lived out in this area? All these stupid questions that I knew I didn't have to answer. But it's yes. 2 o'clock in the morning and here's a cop who is acting weird and I don't want to give him any opportunities to do anything crazy to me. So mm-hmm. I'm answering him as upset as I was. I was trying to get Davy D or Jasiri X or somebody on the on the phone so they could hear what was going on as it was happening. Um, but couldn't get me a Rachel Gentile, you know what I'm saying? Like somebody yeah. to be witnessing this whole thing. Cause I knew from Trayvon, I'm like, I need somebody to hear what's going on right now. So I'm like literally settling for people's, um, voicemail. And he, he kept talking to me, talking to me. So finally goes, well, okay, then what is it that you do? And at wow. that point I thought, if I say to him, I'm a journalist, I'm an entertainment journalist. I work out in New York city. This dude might leave me the hell alone, and I might can go on about my way. And this was a mistake on my part because I didn't mm. think about the loss of power on his part when I said it. Wow. So I tell him, and he doesn't believe me, and I said, do you have a smartphone on you? And he says, yes. I said, you can Google my name. Okay, I'm telling a cop to Google me. I mean, like, really? Well, is this where we are right now? But, yeah, I'm thinking this might save me. So he Googles it. And bugs out. And he's, he, I'll be right back. So now he calls and two more cop cars pull in. Oh, my God. The light is still in my eyes. Now there's three or four of these guys, and I'm more scared. Um, okay. I've been there for more than an hour at that point. We're coming up on two hours, and they're standing there talking to me about what big fans of Eminem they are. For those who don't know, I'm on Sirius XM on Shade 45. And they want to talk to me about Eminem and Sway. And I'm like, this is really happening right now. Is Eminem as cool as he seems and blah, blah? They're really just trying to hold me there. Now they want to be friendly because they're afraid I'm going to go report on what they've done. Mm -hmm. Meanwhile, every time they walk away, I'm on Twitter like, oh, my God, I can't believe, you know. (laughs) It's ridiculous. Y'all know something happened to me. This is who did it and all that kind of stuff. But, yeah. Um, I had to sit there and discuss Eminem for a good 40 minutes before they let me go. Light still shining in my eyes. They still have all my ID and everything, you know. Um, and, I, I mean, there was I couldn't 
there's nothing I could do but allow this to happen. I have a headache from that stupid light in my eyes at that point. And I've been out there in that stupid parking lot for nearly two hours. And, of course, I came on like Trey on Boys in the Hood ready to, you know, fight the air. Um, and just hurt and disgusted. Like, my crime was going to get some cookie stuff. Okay. Like, really? But they want you to know who you are. Yeah, they Mm. want you to know who you are and and your station in their world. And, um, you know, could I have done it differently? Could I cuss them out? Could I have done all this? Could I have, you know, gone against respectability politics and refused to answer? I could have done all of those things, and I could have been drugged right out of that car, too. Mm -hmm. And at that time, you know... You have a decision to make in that moment. It's all these lofty ideas. It's real cool to think all these things when it's not in motion. But survival mode, guys, you got to go into survival mode, and you got to think, you know, if you got kids, you got a family or whatever, what are they going to think if you – decisions you make, they're going to answer for whatever decisions you make in the end. Yes. And them trying to defend your honor when they got you splashed across. You know, I did a piece on um, Swayze Universe last week, and it rubs some feathers. It rubs the people the wrong way, and that's fine. There was a kid um, that just put out this video with a bunch of him and his homies. They're about 12, 13, 14-something, and they're all standing around with a bunch of guns and F this and F that. And I thought all I could think about when I saw it, Mecca, was, holy crap, if something happens to this kid, this is what they're going to play in court to justify killing him. That's the saddest thing ever. That shouldn't be what I thought about first, but it is. It's like this is what they're going to try him with, not whoever will harm him. It'll be him that they try with this. It's like you're you're guilty until you're proven innocent with us. A hundred percent. A hundred percent. And, you know, I'm from a state where the head of the police department, the the unions in Cleveland were saying the Tamir Rice killing was justified. So, I mean, what are we really talking about here? You know? It's crazy. I thank you for calling in, everybody. I mean, I I myself is tired of doing the hashtags. I'm tired of doing the what's going on. I don't really know Mm -hmm. how we can change. Where where do we start? I mean, even if you're not talking, you, you know your rights, you're educated, you're not educated, you don't have a criminal record, you can still die in the hands of the law. 100%. Just so I don't even know if we can say, well, where do we start? I don't even know, because it seems like every other week I gotta do these shows about what's going on. Black Lives Matter, and I, like I said before, people, all lives do matter, but we're talking about Black Lives now because obviously it's not equal. So I'm, we're gonna end the show. Thank you for Atlanta calling in. Thank you for Texas calling in. I uh, thank you for New York calling in. I just thank everybody that's calling in, all the people that's in the chat room. You know, you can follow me on Instagram, Mecca James, and you can follow me on Twitter, Mecca from Uptown. This will be my last show for the summer. You know, I have to take a little hiatus, re- reboot in September, but I will give you rebroadcast shows. Just follow me on Twitter, and you can listen to this show on blogtalkradio.com forward slash Mecca, M-E-C-C-A, and the number one. You can also go to iTunes, download the show, or just listen to it on the site. It's the Mecca James Show, and you know black lives do matter. Until next time, love, live, life. God bless everybody.
Okay, round two. Name something that's not boring. A laundry? Ooh, a book club. Computer solitaire, huh? Ah, oh, sorry. We were looking for Chumba Casino. That's right. Chumbacasino.com has over 100 casino-style games. Join today and play for free for your chance to redeem some serious prizes. Chumbacasino.com. No purchase necessary. Forward, believe it by law. 18 plus terms and conditions apply. See website for details.